Fred Film Radio Festival del Cinema Europeo di Lecce, Italia Fred Film Radio from the 23rd Additional Festival del Cinema Europeo and today I'm in company of Andri Halpakci a General Director of the Molodist International Film Festival in Kiev We just finished a great panel about uh, Ukrainian cinema But first I'd like to talk about uh, your festival, about you, uh, the work on the 51st edition of uh, The Molodist this year. I mean, yeah. it's uh, very oldest. The oldest festivals, yes. <laughs> the oldest in Ukraine and one of the oldest in the world. Yes, this festival was created in 1970. That time in Soviet Union, it was possible to have international film festival only in Moscow. And uh, so it started in Ukraine as local festival uh, for Ukrainian film school for the students' film. Then it was growing up and became open Ukrainian festival for all uh, ex-republics of uh, Ukraine. And it found uh, the formula that we still, uh, that it still exists uh, uh, to start from the student film, then the next competition is the first short professional film after film school, And the first feature-long film, three competitive sections with the same jury. And in the end uh, of 80s, when Perestroika came, uh, the festival started to invite some our neighbors from Poland, Finland, uh, uh, Bulgaria, uh, etc. And uh, then it became really the idea to make this festival international. I worked at that time absolutely in another field. I was a professor of concrete constructions. Uh, yes, I teach my students, and a lot of them who studied architecture became the animators. <laughs> that I'm very glad, some of them are really famous now. And uh, I created at the time our cinema clubs. It was very popular and it was a good time because we could be in touch with foreign embassies at that time in Moscow uh, to bring some retrospectives and some directors' names that were forbidden in Soviet Union, as Pasolini, as to show all Visconti. I remember the big success of all this. And uh, the team of Moldes Film Festival invited me and my colleague as a consultant at first to make this festival real international. And once again, it was a good time of our independence when the embassies uh, established in uh, Ukraine and we had a lot of contacts, uh, for example, that time faxes and so Swedish embassy from Moscow sent me the letter that it will be the ambassador, uh, Swedish ambassador, and you can work with him in Ukraine, Ukraine. And we started. It was uh, from another side it was a difficult time because it was not internet yet and uh, some communications were more difficult and so and we started it as a real uh, international festival in the beginning of 90s and in 1993 uh, we registered our festival in the FIAP system as a real uh, international and still it's only one festival in Ukraine who has this registration but there are now more festivals in Ukraine Ukraine, uh, maybe not with uh, FIAP registration, but real international in Odessa, our documentary film festival in Kyiv, 
short film festival, etc., etc., and some local festivals in the cities, because as in Lecce, I think it's very important to involve uh, local uh, viewers for this uh, um, kind of international films that not usually are very good presented in uh, normal distribution. So we continue our festival. I started to work in the end of 80s as consultant, and then from 1991 I became the general director. The new edition will be in December. And, uh, yes, usually for many years we made this festival in the last decade of October. Then, uh, before a pandemic period, we decided to move to the end of May, beginning of June. It was even idea of our city government, but not that we received the big support from them. Uh, but idea was very good because it's very good weather and we created very beautiful open-air movie theater and so on. We even made uh, it two years ago in pandemia time. And last year, uh, because of pandemia, we moved un uh, until the end of August, because before everything was closed. And this year we wanted to make it, as usual, in the end of May, then the war came. And we thought how to do this. We did some parts abroad. We did our national, because of course we have national competition too, at our festival. And we made it in Hamburg. And now some part to present here in Lecce. But now our plans to make a very short edition, cottage edition, I can say, in the December, official days from the 1st until the 3rd, uh, with some, we hope, international guests, because we don't know how it will be tomorrow, and because somebody uh, agree, told that they'll come, even Brazil director and American director, etc. And... Uh, 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 and then we have maybe four days uh, in the normal movie theater uh, for our viewers to show them all program. Of course, it was a problem for us. Then we found the decision that as pandemia teach us how to work uh, online too. So our members of our jury uh, will see the films just now before the festival and then to give their decision in the end and the third of uh, December and the president of the jury will be Marietta Riesenberg, the director of Berlinale, thanks to her that immediately she replied to us that she is able to make this and so but we even have uh, we have um, of course we had more competitive sections uh, we'll not show this year the program for the children that usually we made uh, our documentary competition our LGBT competition we have very interesting at our festival it will be not but some non-competitive sections will make even Usually we have some our classical section dedicating for 100 years anniversary for the big names. And this year, for example, Italy really in the focus because it's 100 year of Ugo Tagliazzi, uh, for Vittoria Gassman, Francesco Rosi, Pier Paolo Pasolini, etc., etc., even uh, another names. And we made 
before because we we were working uh, during the year and especially with Italian Institute we created two years ago the big program that we show each week one classical Italian movie with a big success we started I remember during pandemia with a Rocca and his brothers and three days before uh, the, uh, the movie theater was uh, sold out uh, uh, everything the big success and this year I try even to invite Alessandro Gassman to present uh, Gassman's film I spoke here with Ricky Tanyatsa I told him that we show two films uh, dedicated for uh, Ugo Tanyatsi and so on but of course we had more plans for, for example two years ago for Fellini we made the huge uh, exhibition for Fellini with his drawings, with uh, his own things, beautiful exhibition. We plan to make the same for Pasolini, but of course uh, not uh, this year, maybe later, maybe later. But it's a great sign of uh, resilience to work on, uh, on, this festival, on this festival, even if these difficult times... Sure, sure. You know, at first it's very important, and I received immediately a lot of signals from my uh, friends abroad that we are very brave, that we are really masters, and for us it's very important to show that we would like to continue our cultural life even during the war. And from another side, to give this permission for our viewers to recover a little bit from our daily news and so on, because I can show, explain it even this example of my wife, that sometimes it's impossible to speak with her because she is only all time in the news and something like this. And we need this. We need this because art is some kind of medicine. Uh, in addition to the Lecce Film Festival, other festivals of show their support to Ukrainian cinema, I think uh, about Venice Films F Film Festival too, and uh, how important are film festivals in uh, these kind of things to support each other, to support cinema in general? Yes, I'm sure it's important you know, the technological things, they change a lot uh, in our world, for example in the Soviet time when I came in Moscow for Moscow Film Festival it was only one international if I did not see this movie I'll never see it. It will be not in Soviet distribution and so on and so on. Now when I am in Cannes and I cannot see some film, okay, then I saw it maybe in Lecce or somewhere else and so on and so on. Or it will be in distribution or some of my colleagues from sales agents send me the link that I hate to see the films on computer, but what to do? What to do? Now it's more possibility to see the films. But the festivals, it's not only to see the films. It's very important to communicate, not by Zoom, not only by Zoom, but really to meet each other and to create, a, um, to change uh, our, with our ideas, with our plans. And uh, sometimes we present some festival during our festival, the special program. And I'm sure that it's a big support. Uh, I remember even in when we had our... Um, Orange Revolution and then another revolution in uh, 2014. The festivals, all festivals, 
wrote for the sales agents the agenda memorandum asking to help us not to take the fees. Uh, for uh, because usually we don't pay the fee for competitive movies, but for non-competitive, it can be the great sum, <laughs> the great sum. It was a big support because uh, you know we have each festival, even in different countries. Of course, we have some kind of competition, and especially when there are the same fe- some festivals in the same country. Of course, but in this moment, it shows us that uh, the. Uh, film community must be together, and especially the festivals. For a few years, uh, years I was the member of the council, festival council in FIAP, and we shared some ideas uh, together, and it's uh, very important, and of course each festival is interesting to have some stars, so... I think that uh, my colleagues can help me uh, with this uh, because, you know, the stars, they are the stars. Uh, but you know that now in Ukraine they are coming uh, to support Ukraine and such uh, Hollywood star as Sean Penn, he is shooting his uh, documentary film in Ukraine and a lot of them uh, supported by words, by uh, some uh, donation. But of course, not everybody are brave to come because it's still dangerous. But from another side, it's very important side uh, as for international audience, as for our local um, viewers when they can come in Ukraine. In Ukraine, so we send some invitations for our festival for few stars, and we think about this. Another thing that I'd like to talk with you briefly, very briefly, um, it's about the history of uh, Ukrainian cinema. Because, I mean, I think you are an expert in this. In the, if, um, uh, if I'd like to know more about the Ukrainian uh, uh, cinema, where I should start, where I should watch. I can say it's uh, at first not only about Ukrainian cinema but about Ukrainian culture. You know when we have now this discussion with Russians what is Ukrainian, what is Russian even uh, they would like to say that borscht our traditional Ukrainian soup is uh, Russian but it's Ukrainian. <laughs> it's Ukrainian. So for many years uh, everything was dedicating for Russia. And with Ukrainian culture, it was historically a big program, problem, not only because of Soviet Union, but because of uh, uh, Russian Imperium. For example, Peter I for, uh, made the law to forbid uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, printing books. Uh, Yekaterina II Uh, she made the law to for, uh, forbidding Ukrainian schools with Ukrainian language. So it's an old problem. And of course, a lot of our writers, they wrote Russian language. For example, Gogol, the great writer, where you can see all Ukrainian words and Ukrainian atmosphere in a lot of his books. And a lot of them, a lot of them. Then, in the Soviet period, it was very nice renaissance of Ukrainian literature. But 
mostly a lot of them were in camps and uh, a lot of them were killed uh, during Stalin's regime because they promote some national ideas in their literature. And the same in the cinema. Of course, to start with the cinema, we can start with the silent movies, of course. And uh, I can recommend, uh, for example, to see um, this film... One moment... Later, maybe I mentioned this, it's uh, come out from my head. But anyway, from Dovzhenko, of course. From Dovzhenko, who must work uh, through Soviet time with uh, such communist ideas, but he made the style of Ukrainian poetical cinema. It's really great, his film Land, his film Aerograd, uh, etc. Uh, and then, you know, his, uh, his fate... Uh, he was took by Stalin in Moscow. He could not live in Ukraine. He still wrote Ukrainian language, but it was problem for him because it was proposition to make some propaganda films that he did not want. So, such names as uh, uh, in documentary Zigavertov, he is very known uh, everywhere. He was uh, uh, with some communist ideas too, but uh, his film... Uh, uh, this uh, suite by Donbass and so was very important now and Kavaliridze uh, with Georgian family name Ukrainian director and then after the 60s it was another very good wave of Ukrainian cinema uh, especially with Armenian director Parajanov who worked in Ukraine and made this great movie uh, The Shadows of uh, uh, Forbidden uh, Ancestors, uh, Yuri Ilyenko, all this poetic school, and latest such directors as Roman Balayan and Kira Muratova, who made a lot of very interesting film, and animation series about Cossacks. And now we have very good, really new generation. Now it's easier to watch them, and it's mentioned that it's uh, Ukrainian, not only these programs that we present in Lecce, because some films uh, had another distribution in Italy, Two very nice films, uh, Pamphir and uh, Butterfly Vision, that were in Cannes programs this year. Uh, so, to start, to start maybe with Ukrainian literature, as for example, my favorite writer, Katsubinsky, uh, his novel was uh, Ecranization for Parajanov movie. And uh, then, then with Ukrainian cinema, with Dovzhenko. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Well, last question. Um, you talk about the distribution of foreign film during the, the panel. I'd like to uh, ask you more about this aspect because I think it's an issue very, very important, especially for film festivals. It's even important question that I spoke with our um, parliamentary delegates uh, to think about this. It's economical problem everywhere. Uh, for example, uh, once again to compare Ukrainian market and big Russian market, it's different things. 
And of course, foreign sales agents, distributors, they are more interested about big Russian uh, market. It's the same, for example, in uh, such uh, smaller U um, European countries, when in Benelux, Netherlands can buy rights for three countries, or Luxembourg to make the same. Or in Scandinavia, it's mostly the same. But there is no war. And it's normal, because it can be some part from Belgium, some part from Netherlands, some part from Sweden, some part from Norway, etc. But with Russia, it was, uh, at first it was a system that was created in Soviet Union, everything was in Moscow. Everything was in Moscow. Even, uh, I can say you not only about distribution, when we started to promote Ukrainian uh, cinema from our festival, because the organization, another organization for promotion was not established in the government, and we sent some our Ukrainian movie for Berlinale, I thought. Then it was a call from Moscow for me. You have no rights for this. It's our duty to promote the films. Sorry, we are now another country. It's our duty. And so on. And the same with distribution, because Russians, they buy the rights for all ex-Soviet countries. For Georgia, for Ukraine, for Belarusia, of course, Moldova, etc. Uh, except now Baltic countries. Baltic countries uh, really uh, escaped from this. Uh, I don't know where, but for many years now. For many years now. Uh, before 2014, because the war started that time with annexation of Crimea and uh, to bring Russian army in Donbass, we did not want uh, to buy the films from Russia because usually the... Um, Mm, they didn't distribute themselves, they sold for Ukrainian companies from Russia foreign movies. And of course now when it's a war, when you pay in Russia this money uh, I think it's uh, uh, for some army to support Putin's regime. And we don't want to do this. We started these ideas in the 90s and Russian distributors made the big scandal. They really uh, corrupted uh, the sales agents to say to them if you send the sales some film for Ukraine independent we'll don't buy any movies uh, from your company. And of course they're interested to have big Russian market. That is now uh, not the market because uh, there is no movie uh, really very uh, difficult in Russia because some big companies uh, now make this veto uh, to show their films as uh, American companies and Warner Brothers went away now from Russia and so on. So I hope now it changed. But even now I felt this problem with the festival that they told I wanted to show this film closed by Lucas Don who received the Grand Prix in Cannes uh, but the rights are in Moscow. And I tried to explain them, but sorry, uh, you must not, uh, uh, it must be some law if we have the war, what the rights can be in Russia for Ukraine, even if you sell them, but you must stop this contract. You must stop this contract. But, of course, it's an economical problem. You know, a lot of foreign companies, they, uh, after sanctions, they did not went uh, back from Russia. There are a lot of companies that there are still working in Russia, as Nestle, as something else. I think when it's a question, 
why we must bone uh, Russian sportsmen. But this country wants to be isolated. So please, you want to be isolated? You want to live in another world with another rules? So don't participate in the world championship, etc., and Olympic Games, and uh, so on, so on. What uh, slogan can be for the peace in Olympic uh, uh, Games if you started the war in Ukraine? It's terrible, and it's a big problem. Of course, now, especially during the war, we have not market. Uh, but I hope after that Ukraine will recover, uh, it must be the rules and to separate this market, because anyway, we are not a small country. We are not the Luxembourg. Uh, anyway, it's something the same as Germany or Italy and so on. And we need our mm, tradition and uh, uh, our own distribution. Thank you very much, Andrei. And uh, I am Federica Scarpa from uh, the Festival of del Cinema Europeo a Lecce, and uh, I was with uh, with uh, Andrei Halpakci, General Director of the Molodist International Film Festival for Fred, the Festival Insider. Fred Film Radio, 24/7 on Fred.fm and smartphone apps.